You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm John and this is another SWPL special where we are looking ahead to three derby fixtures taking place this weekend. I'll be speaking to players and coaches from Hearts and Hibernian women, whilst Vinny will be doing likewise for Lanarkshire Derby between Motherwell and Hamilton women, both being played on Sunday. But first, Dave previous Friday's Old Firm Women's Derby. Before we hear his interview with Rangers manager Malky Thompson, he spoke to Celtic midfielder Natalie Ross and head coach Fran Alonso, which took place after their Scottish Cup win over Boroughmuir. Okay, so we're joined by Natalie Ross. Natalie, fantastic win this afternoon, professional performance. Yeah, it was. We had to be patient. I know their coach, uh, Susie Robertson, quite well. I played with her at Hibs, so I knew they were going to be defensively set up really well. So, yeah, we were patient and we scored some great goals. Uh, you got off the start score after one minute and that kind of set the stall for you. Yeah, it was great. Tegan's come in to start a line-up and it's good for her confidence, yeah, to get that early goal. But yeah, I, th- I thought we'd done really well during the game. Uh-huh. And then as the game progressed, you were maybe a little bit disappointed maybe not get more. Yeah, we, we made a few changes just to give people minutes. Um, to get minutes into the legs because we've got a big game coming up against Rangers so no, we've, I thought we moved the ball really well in the second half and yeah, scored some great goals uh, Absolutely This gives you a lot of confidence heading that Rangers game Oh yeah, we're, we're definitely yeah, we're looking forward to that Rangers game it's going to be a tough game but no, we're definitely up for it uh-huh. For yourself, you mm-hmm. obviously had that injury, so it's good yeah. for yourself to get back. Yeah, it was. It was a long time. I was out 18 months, so yeah, it's really good to get back into it. I've been playing a lot of minutes recently, so I'm enjoying it. What, what was the frustration behind your injury? Because there's been a lot of frustration for yourself. Yeah, so I ended up having to get two operations. So the first one, and then this, there was the ligaments, and the second one had to get a clear out. So um, the second one worked wonders, and that's me back playing now. But yeah, 18 months is a frustrating time. It's double the amount of time you'd be out for a cruciate, so it's great to get minutes on the pitch. How much support? Give you. Yeah, it was great. Fran contacted me quite a lot. Uh, I was at every training session, even when I was injured, every game. Um, and it's great now he's had confidence in me coming back because it is a long time. You never know how the player's going to come back, but he's got faith in me and he's, he's playing me a lot of minutes just now. Because it would be very easy for Fran to go and just put you aside and put you out the, the window to an extent, but he's kept you within the loop and kept you within the club. Yeah, the professional setup now, you can go and get another player. So, yeah, no, Fran definitely had the faith in me. He spoke to me throughout it and, yeah, gave me another contract and hopefully I'm. I'm paying him back now. Hey, look at it, so you just gave a, a massive game for you. Uh, week, yeah. yeah. week on Friday. Week on Friday, yeah. Week on Friday, yeah, an evening game which which we all love. So it's a massive game. I think that'll kind of set out how, how we are wanting to proceed in this league. We want to win it. Um, obviously, unfortunate last year was finished third, but no, I believe we're, we could win this league this year. It's funny, Natalie, because I think you're going under the radar a little bit. I think a lot of focus has been on Glasgow City Rangers a little bit. Again, that's not a bad thing. We, we, we like to be under the radar. We just do our stuff quietly. We know how good we are. Every training session, we push each other. Fran pushes us. And we know the level we can get to. Because uh, when, when you look at the standard, I mean, Rangers have dropped points, set air back, mm-hmm. they're, they're mm-hmm. doing well under Leanne Ross yeah. now. But yourselves, you've obviously got the experience of yourself, Lisa, Koi yeah. Craig, um, yeah. you've got the younger players as well. Yeah, the momentum I think we've had in the last few games, you know, it's, it's a hard place to go good football they obviously knocked us out of the cup so I say the last three four games we've played some really good football and it's great time when going into this Rangers game. Was you frustrated to maybe miss out last season because it's obviously the one the double? I know it was. it was it was great as well to be part of it and um, when we played at Celtic Park Fran asked me myself and Kelly to do a chat with the girls before the game so I did still feel part of the squad um, and the celebrations but yeah I think this year we're going to go for the league. Does this give you hunger to go for more now? Oh definitely when you see the success and you know the trophies and you know, the fans the more fans we're getting to the games and you know the, the way 
United back at Celtic Park and we got that cup double to, to celebrate with us. It's a great feeling. Because you look at the fans today, there was yeah. about maybe a hundred, but yeah. a lot of Celtic contingent and the, the, the familiar faces as well, they come up and support you. Some of them don't even drive and they're getting buses, trains to come and see you. So no, it's, it's really good for women's football. Yeah, absolutely. What's the names for the season? Win the league? Win, win the Scottish? Win the Scottish, yeah, but main for, I want to win the league. I want to win the league. I want to play Champions League next year. That would be nice on the cake for you because you didn't get Champions League this season. Yeah, I know. And, and when they did get, we did get Champions League, I was injured and I wasn't able to play in it. So I have played in it years ago with Hibs and, and Arsenal. But no, this year I would love to win the league and play Champions League. Over. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Brand professional performance, 5-0 today, very good uh, the, the next round of the Scottish Cup. Yeah, that's the most important thing, obviously we, we are the, the, it's, it's the a title we are defending, so it means so much to us and the most important thing was get through. On top of that, I think at times we were very good, I think overall the performance was, as you say, a professional performance, I don't think we were at our best, but at times we, had, we were very good, we moved the ball very quick and we did some great patterns of play. We kept the clean sheet and then we managed to balance uh, the minutes over the squad. Uh, over the three days, uh, everyone played. Everyone have a play play their, their part, and you know I think it's a happy a happy squad uh, with three wins in a week. You may be disappointed not to get more because I was, I was speaking to a few friends during the game. And I was like, it could be nine or ten here. Yeah, I, I mean we, we have we have many chances. We hit the uh, the, the post. Uh, you know we have a few clear clear chances. The goalkeeper was was good as well. But yeah, as I say, obviously we could have been more. But you know five nil is, is a is a is a very good result and especially keeping the clean sheet and the most important thing was obviously go to the next round. Scottish Cup out the way. The big ones right just now. Uh, we can Friday. Yeah, that's the so obviously we'll have now a weekend off without games since international break and the next game would be at home uh, with Rangers and yeah we are looking forward and we are going to have a couple of weeks to prepare that game uh, which is always uh, handy for us without the internationals but we'll be able to prepare it and yeah looking forward to the game the team is playing very good football very strong so I'm confident that we will have a good game against them. I'm speaking that way Ross, I think you're going under the radar a little bit, a lot of focus is on Glasgow City Rangers but that's been a good thing for you. Yeah, I think for the last three years it's always been like that, uh, you know, even the first year it was a two-horse race and at the end we managed to get the second position, go to Champions League. Last year I think in the league we weren't, uh, we weren't consistent enough but we won both cups so it was a fantastic season for us and I think this year obviously at this, at this moment we are just uh, three points behind the leaders and one point ahead of Rangers so we are there in the fight, it's the important thing. You were clear favourites today and the fact you're through the next round of Scottish and also well in contention for the league means you've got a lot to play for. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, obviously, we knew it's the favourite, but sometimes be the favourite. You saw in the main game, uh, Aberdeen a couple of weeks ago, and yesterday Motherwell. So there are, you know, the favourites and the teams from the division above. Sometimes they lose, uh, you know, because for the team in the division below, it means the wall to win a game like that. I think uh, Bournemouth Thistle were very competitive. Uh, they were well organised. They were uh, aggressive, and you know. I am happy that we have a, uh, we didn't, we never underestimated them and we put a, a, a good performance today and obviously a good win. Over. Thank you very much for Thank you, well no problem. All the best mate. All the best. Good afternoon, we are joined by Rangers Women's Football Club Manager Malky Thompson. Malky, you'll be in a, a massive high after Sunday, uh, a fantastic 13-0 win away to Rossville. You, you were expected to be professional, you were expected to get the job done, but the manner in which you got the job done will please you the most. Yeah, I think I think we've been we've been on a kind of high since we've we've came back. You know, I think um, on the back of winning the league uh, for the first time ever um, in Rangers history. You know, the Rangers women's history, winning that winning that league really has uh, driven us on and has made us more hungry for success. You know, so it's, it made it easy. We're, we're pre-season, 
and then the start of the league campaign and obviously the Champions League that, that, that we competed in. So, yeah, we're in, we're in a good place just now, um, desperate for more success and knowing full well that we, we must we must every day be as professional as we can, just like you said there for the weekend. You know, we 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 had to go about that game as in a manner that was you know that we've, we've done all season. The, the victories you've picked up in recent weeks, Malky, they've the, been the like a four-one against Aberdeen when Aberdeen didn't have a goalkeeper. But you look at these types of games, and you've kind you've tried to like adapt the squad. You've tried to play different players in, in different positions. Yeah, well, I think we've got. I'm. I'm. Um, the start of the, the start of this season. You know, it's took us. It took us a couple of years. Obviously, the first season that we we came into the competitive league, it was trying to trying to get a squad of players together that were going to be competitive both domestically and internationally. You know, um, so this year's this year's been great in a sense that we've we've managed to get some real quality players in, allied to having uh, a number of youth players. So it's important as part of my job is to make sure that we've got a throughput of young players and we've got talented, experienced players in there to grow the game, um, not just for not just for um, Rangers Football Club, but for the 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 whole professional, you know, bit of the of the of the league, you know. So it was really important that that with that squad that that we put together that, you know, you, you're you're going to utilise that squad. You know, it would be remiss of me and you know to to spend the club's money. And get bring these players in and 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 not use them, you know. Um, and I think also as well for the players, there there has to be a, a bit of belief and faith put into those players that no matter what the no matter what the game is, that I can select a team that I think and the staff think best fits winning that game. Rangers' identity is winning. You you know that more than everybody yeah. else, and that's what's going to be needed between now and end of the season, especially with such a, con- a congested title race. Yes, definitely, and I, I think that's one of the things that the that the team as a whole has has managed to understand that you know with with winning big like we we, we have done you know especially in Europe there there comes a an expectation on that there becomes a pressure on that as well but that's that's the the environment that you're in and and that's the environment you need to cope with what's been good about this uh, th- this year has been that the, the staff the, the army of staff that's wrapped around about the first team players in the women's side they they help create a great environment for the, the players to handle both on and off the pitch so yeah I'm pleased please with it uh, absolutely what's needed between now and the end of the season you both at win the league are you looking for the treble Malky or do you realise there's a, a much bigger Bigger, harder, harder task than last season. Yeah, I, I, I look at tomorrow's training session, and I want to see an absolute appetite, and and I want to see an endeavour with the girls. I want to see them one hundred percent, which they have been. So for myself, yeah, there, there, there's long term goals, and we all know that at Rangers Football Club, whether you're at Rangers Women's Team or whether you're doing, you know, the Rangers Men's First Team. So the, the same rules apply. It's about winning. It's about creating history. Um, you know, to 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 add to the the history that the, the club's already got, but for us, for us, and it's important that we isolate everything and we we, we work day to day. You know, so tomorrow's training session will be my my key objective. Tomorrow will be, for example, we, we've got a number of younger girls from the academy going to come in, so it'll be putting those girls with the first team girls that are left, the ones that are not away in international duty, and making sure that the environment's correct and that everybody's challenged. On that point, a lot of people look at Lizzie Arnott, big players such as that, Nicola Docherty, all these senior figures. 
but your prerogative moving forward in long term is about embedding these youngsters into the club. Yeah, if we we'll we'll always try and, and and promote homegrown talent, but the 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 big part of that is that talent, whether it be playing at you know even at 13, 14, 15 and in the eighteens that I've spoke about there, they have to be they have to be of a standard and they have to be quality, you know. So it's up to it's up to the players to make sure that that the environment's correct at the youth development side of things, that they they're in an environment that pushes them and drives them, and that they can then be available. Um, should you know, should the club decide to sign them on professional contracts, we'll be weighing them up. But, you know, obviously there, there are different parameters in there as well that will look at somebody's potential 100%, but they have to be of a standard before they're going to come into the first team. Absolutely. Before I speak about the Celtic game, Malky, uh, I, I want to touch upon the SMPL this season because we've seen some big results already. We've seen like uh, Spartans knocking Celtic out of the Sky Sports Cup, Hearts Strawberry yourselves, but uh, we'll get a point off of Celtic. It shows that the quality is getting higher, not just with yourself, Glasgow City and Celtic, it's getting higher down the leagues as well. Definitely. There's a lot of good managers and coaches out there, you know, and you've mentioned some of the teams, Hearts and Spartans, you know, they're at Hibs as well, you know, there, there, there's some there's some real good teams that are in, in the league now. The the coaches that are that, that are taking these teams are well versed in, in, in how Rangers play. And yeah, it's it's got a competitive edge. We know, and it's part of the part of the bit of being at Rangers Football Club. You don't have the God given right to win. You must prepare properly, you must work hard and you must respect the badge and you must play for the badge and play for each other. And that's part of our, that's part of the, the the environment that's created here at, at Rangers, and I'm sure all the fans will know that, and you know that the, they'll understand that to play with Rangers is a massive, it's a massive thing, you know. And if I look at um, some of the younger girls that we brought in this year, you know, um, McLean, McLeary, and Watson, those three girls have earned the right to pull on that jersey and and compete for places with the more experienced girls that's in the team. So the environment's the environment's key, you know. Absolutely. Celtic, a week on Friday. You're a big advocate of Friday night football? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would like it not to be so close to the international break. But yeah, you know, we, um, I don't mind what day it is, when it is. You know, we, we at the club, you know, we, we'll just be ready to prepare as long as we, we know the situation we're going into. We, we, we always like to have a two day lead in to any game that we, that we prepare for. Um, Friday nights, midweek games and stuff like that kind of throw the, you know, throw the throw throw the thing off. However, um, we're 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 well organised in terms of how we plan our week with the girls and what time we train and how long we train for. So, yeah, we'll be ready come Friday night. Uh, absolutely, it's going to be an intriguing contest because Celtic have been looking pretty decent this season as well. Uh, they look like they're not not well. They look like they're back to being the formidable side they are. But for yourselves, you've obviously got that mentality of winning the league last season, so it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating contest. Yeah, for them, I think when it, when it comes to the old firm, you know, you, you you'll see it in the men's game as well. And there's no difference to the women's game that either team, Rangers or Celtic, you know, they they don't need to be in form to win that game. It's a massive game. It's got you know, it's a Glasgow derby. It's the derby, one of the one of the biggest derbies in the world um, to go into. So there, yeah, there's a lot of pressure and uh, a lot of excitement around that game. But that's something that we really look forward to at Rangers. And, and if you can get a victory, that's a massive springboard for the rest of the season. Then definitely, I think I think for us to get a victory against any team, that's that's how that's how serious that we 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 put we put the demand on myself. 
so yeah, we, we we must we must look at every every game as a massive game. Certainly, I know that the teams that play against Rangers, you know, I've been involved in the game a long time uh, in the men's game at Rangers as well. It's it's a cup final. Every game you play at Rangers is a cup final. That's just a sign of a successful team, I suppose. Yeah, no, definitely, and, and it's it's the bit the, the learning the learning bit for the girls is that 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 you you have to accept this. You have to absolutely um, crave it, you know that the pressure and everything that goes with Rangers Football Club, and it and it makes you it makes you a better player. I think there's not a lot of players get to sign for Rangers, and when they experience the the goings on behind the scenes and the build up to games, it definitely gives you an edge uh, to become a better player, a better person. You say, Marky, you're not taking time off, but are you using this period to kind of recharge your batteries and then go again because it's going to be an intense period between now and end of the season. I think what I've learned to do is I've learned to I've learned to you know be utilize your your management of time really well. You know, so when when we're in the building, we utilize every every minute we're in the building to to best prepare. You know, we we'll, like for the, this morning. You know, we'll we'll be in it. We'll be in it um, about quarter past half past seven this morning. We have a staff meeting at eight o'clock. We then have a team meeting with the players at nine o'clock. We then come out of that. We go and train. We then come back and we do our analysis um, of the you know of either whoever we played at the weekend or who we're going to be playing. Um, we then go and we, we do our gym work. We do some individual stuff with the players as well. And then the staff again will meet again and we'll plan and prepare the next day's session. Um, so that's that's on a daily that's on a daily basis. We'll also plan, the sports science guys will plan six weeks in advance of what we're doing, when we're training, when we're games are. So, you know, I have got an army of guys running about me that do a lot of planning and a lot of preparation work for me just to come in. And like the, the technical staff, we're day-to-day, we're on it day-to-day. So the, the broader plan is, is done by our sports science and medical um, based on based on the data that we collect and based on the the load that we want in the the players for you know the 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 build up to any particular game, so there's there's a lot goes on behind the scenes, um, and I think it's uh, I, I think it's 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 absolutely fantastic for me because it gives you it gives you that enthusiasm that you know that you're you know you're you're absolutely looking after every detail that you can do so that you know that you're absolutely 100% confident when you get into any game. Uh, absolutely. This game, will, this game with Celtic coming up will be on Friday night at Airdrie. And I think it's good that, uh, like say, yourself, Celtic and Glasgow City and all, a lot of the other professional teams are playing at like, Scottish League grounds now because Celtic's obviously, Celtic's obviously playing at uh, Airdrie, you're obviously playing at Broadwood and it brings a lot of intrigue to, to these teams. Yeah, I think I think the environment again. I've just spoke um, a lot about environment at the training centre. I think having the the game day environment is massively important as well. I think that was evident when when our girls went out against Benfica at Ibrox, when we had um, you know we had that massive support that never stopped singing from start to finish. Um, so the environment's key to key to building the game. You know, in, in terms of making it as professional as you can for the women's game, and but also for the players as well. You know that that. Having to, you know, having the having the ability to to go and play at these stadiums, you know, like Sir Airdrie's, you're speaking about Broadwood, is massive for us. And and let's hope that next year more of the teams, you know, that 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 don't use those kind of stadiums, will eventually get their get get the the opportunity to to host games at, at professional stadiums like that. 
Okay, thank you very much, Monkey. Much appreciated. Uh, we'll hand over to John now for the Edinburgh Derby preview uh, to preview Hibskin's Hearts. We now look ahead to the second women's Edinburgh Derby of the season, which has been played at Ten Castle between Hearts and Hibernian on Sunday. And I'm delighted to be joined by uh, the Hearts manager, Eva Oled. Eva, welcome along to SFF Podcast. How are you this evening? Hi, how are you? Everything fine, thank you. Yeah, good. As we're recording, um, this is uh, Valentine's um, Valentine's Day, so um, pretty um, apt that we're getting the Hearts manager on Valentine's night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I never celebrate that day. <laughs> we <laughs> always say that some Valentine's is every day, no? <laughs> Yeah. I think I think to be honest, it's pretty over commercialised. Whereas um, <laughs> we're looking at more important things like the the women's game and obviously Derby weekend yeah. coming up. Um, but in in terms of your own story, first of all, I mean, just you've been with Hearts for what a year and a half now. Tell us a bit, a little bit about the story about how you became the Hearts manager. Uh, well, uh, I'm I'm a passionate about football uh, from I was a, a like maybe from I have a knowledge I remember me watching football games and playing football uh, when I started in the school with with boys and from there always my life had been football as a player and after as a coach coaching in in Spain and in in United States and finally here um, it's certainly some transformation. Um, you also had a um, a bit of a transitional first season, adapting to you know what Hearts were all about and what Scottish women's football was about. How did, what did um, sort of lessons did you learn in that first season? Uh, well, as you say, no, last year was a transitional year for me, for a new country, new team, a new culture, a new league. No, this league is a little different from other leagues, of course. Uh, I think that is a so physical league. Like maybe teams that are not so tactical or technical, they can compete very well just with the physical side. And, and the weather conditions sometimes can be difficult to, to play, for example, a possession game as we try to play, no? But uh, at the final, it's been better than I expect regarding the weather uh, when we play. <laughs> but could be worse. But yeah, a part of that, a so physical game. And well, it helped me last year to to understand more the Scottish teams and and their style of play. And then for that, this year is being better when I do all the game plans and everything. Yes, certainly um, would have been a culture shock coming from Spain to Scotland and getting a little bit more wet weather than you you would have been used to. <laughs> but um, I'm glad to hear that you're adapting quite well to it. But in terms of your team this season, I mean, bit of a transformation because Hearts were, what, eighth place last season. This season you're sitting in fourth. And um, obviously this, the um, hybrid model that's in place at the club now um, is having an effect. What have you made of the difference between now and this time last year? Well, it's a big difference, no? Uh, last year, we had um, a young, an experienced team. 
And you can see the two years of COVID too, like that players didn't have the, the two important years of young players. They didn't have that uh, football education during two years. No, And you can see players with 18 years old without have, or 17, without have that two years football and after play in first division and compete was, was a difficult season last season, no? And now this season they have one year of experience, one year working together and apart we add like some uh, professional players that help to, to increase the, the quality and and the competition in the team. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, it helps having people who can train that little bit more than the what a lot of part-time teams do two or three nights a week at most, but you're able to get more out of them, and that must um, really increase the standards at the club as well. Yeah. Uh, well, last season, we were training a lot because I say we had to train a lot to improve the team. And we were training like three tactical sessions and two technical sessions uh, to try to to work with the young players and try to develop them as much quick as possible to get the objective that was the not relegation. But uh, this season we do different. No, we have the recovery day that is so important. The recovery, and we try to organize better the week than last season and that is so important too to to program the content and and to work in the correct day no like, like last season we were training 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 but without look so much the the resting time and these things but this year everything is on place yeah, it seems to be, and uh, just um, tell us a little bit about the backing you've had from the club to put this in place. Because also Scottish women's football, there's more more teams seems seems to be investing in it, which is fantastic to see. You know, the rest of it. But from a Hearts perspective, you know, just how important is that backing being? And from your point of view, you're obviously trying to sell yourself, having had your experience in Spain and America, and trying to bring those ideas to a Scottish club. Yeah, totally. Um... Well, I have been studying and a lot of years uh, to have the knowledge to do what I'm doing now. No, a part of that, I like a lot. Uh, know other coach, speak with other coach, know other methodologies of different clubs of different countries, and that make you improve every time and create your style and your philosophy. And uh, I, I, when I had the meeting with the club the first time, I transmit them my philosophy and what I wanted to do, and they support me, you know. And, and for that, now we are doing this project that we are in process. This is a process. Uh, still, we have to keep improving, and it's a progression that we cannot do in one year, no. But I think that from last season to this season, we can see a big step but still we are not in the last step still we have to keep doing small steps yeah you certainly are taking um small steps and that's been evident in your games against 
the big the, the big three in, in the league, Rangers, Glasgow City and Celtic, you know, it's not big hammers that you're getting, you're competitive in the games. You also took a point against Rangers, you ran Celtic very close very recently. Um I, I suppose the next step um, would be Eva that although it's going to be difficult, you'll be looking for that top three to become like a top four or five with yourself and Hibs um, looking to make that step because I know Hibs are quite ambitious. Yeah, totally. The objective is a um, bit closer from of the top three. The I think that all the leagues is important that be competitive leagues, no? And this moment, we are not a competitive league because we have the top three that they are <laughs> big gap. Uh, now hits and us, we are starting to invest and we want to be closer to the top three. But we need to that the rest of the team in the league, they have support and they can invest too in women's football to do a league of 12 teams. No, no, not top three, not top four, not top five. Like everybody competing. And that is the nice thing that can happen to the league. But in this moment, of course, I want to to be close to the top three, and, and next season I hope to be closer. Well, who knows how close you get? And the way Hearts are progressing, um, there's no reason why they can't push that a little bit closer. But the immediate goal, I suppose, this season is to make sure you stay above your rivals' hips, which hasn't been done by Hearts team yet. Um, I mean, early in the season, you managed to get a point at, um, at Easter Road in front of a record crowd. Um, what's your recollections um, from that game? I know you lost a penalty shot for the Cup, but um, I think the fact that you got something, whereas last season you lost a couple of games to them. Yeah, I think that it's not a secret that Hibs uh, has a project of long term, that they start investing in women's football years ago. And our project is a new project. And um, for that last season, for example, they had experienced players, uh, some professional players, and we were we went to play with amateur players and young players, no? And and the objective last season was compete uh, with the different of resources. I I say to the girls, girls, we have to compete. Doesn't matter the result. Of course, we wanted to win, but we, we are realistic. Last season was complete. And this season is a big step saying, girls, now we have to try to get the three points. Of course, um, although we are a new project and this is just the first step, we know that we can get the three points. It's not easy, but we can do. And last season look impossible, no? And, and this is a big step for the club and for the team. Yeah, I think it sums up the progression um, of the club that you're looking into this game thinking that you can win. And with the game at Tynecastle as well, on you know, an, another prospect of another exciting crowd, um, you had the experience at Tynecastle last season. Um, what I mean, how big um, a deal is that for yourself and for your players, having the game at the natural home of Hartman's Loading Football Club? Well, that is something so special, so special, and, and it's so emotional play there. Um, and more when you are not used to play, you know, and, and that be, become more special, that occasion, that, for example, men's that play every week, for them is normal, for us is not normal, and for that is something that we never forget, because we would like that 
that be usual, but it's not usual. <laughs> but little by little, we can try play more more times in our stadium. Yeah, but hopefully that will become more normal as in the, year, the years go in. There's, there's there's more than just one or two games. There's like maybe four or five in a season at stadiums, but I'm sure that will get worked on by the SWPL as we go on. And finally, Eva, um, to round this off, what um, with it, it's going to send the obvious um, here, but um, what do your Hearts team need to do to get the three points against Hibs and get those bragging rights for the derby? I think that we have to try to be ourselves. Uh, and enjoy is the most important thing because if the guests try start being stressed uh, the pressure and everything the things are not working for that be themselves that they are working really well do the same that they do every week uh, enjoy and of course give the best of each player that's pretty much all you can ask. Um, well, Eva, thank you very much for your time and um, enjoy the derby. And now we um, take the Hibs viewpoint um, ahead of this weekend's uh, Edinburgh derby. Um, and I'm delighted to be joined by Hibs defender Siobhan Hunter. Siobhan, thanks very much for joining SFF Podcast. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yourself? Yeah, um, can't complain too much. First of all, how's your wee injury scare after um, the game against Glasgow Women? Yeah, it's all good actually. I think um, it was it was a bit of a, a strange run for obviously the staff and uh, the players. But yeah, the first initial thought was maybe a break. But yeah, I, thankfully um, somehow got through it, um, and yeah, I'm all good. Yeah, you. I mean, you wouldn't want to miss um, an Embers Arby, especially after the game early in the season and your own patch where. Um, you know, a record crowd um, of just over um, 8,000 and um, you got a week up to take home for the night. Yeah, no, it's good. It was a good occasion last time. Um, obviously, we, uh, we're a bit disappointed that we didn't get the win, but yeah, to win, obviously, the cup on penalties was a little bit more special and yeah, hopefully come um, this time uh, a week on Sunday that we'll do the same. Yeah, I mean, I should obviously stress that we're um, recording this on Monday the 13th, so still, um, as you say, 13 days um, until the game. Um, in terms of the season so far, Siobhan, how do you think it's been going for Hibs? Um, I think we, we probably were a bit disappointed in some games that we've lost points. Um, some games that we've, we've drawn or lost points, we know which games they are. And yeah, as a club, we know it's not good enough, but yeah, we're just trying to each game as it comes, and and hopefully, um, we're going to get better over time. Um, you can use the excuse of having a new squad and stuff like that, but yeah, we're kind of we're gelled as a team now, and and there's no more excuses. Um, there maybe was the first few games, so yeah, we we know ourselves we're not in a position that we think is good enough for the club, but we're still we, we've kind of. Gain points um, closer to Hearts now. I think at one point we were really quite far behind. So, yeah, to narrow it down to three now is, is a stepping stone in the direction we want to go. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it was a, a new squad, but you did lose some key players at the start of the season. You lost Amy Gallagher, who's done really well at Celtic. Um, you, you lost um, Kavanagh, Colette Kavanagh, who went to Rangers, and Amy Muir went to City. So that's three of your best players, arguably, who've 
all went to the top top three teams in the country. That's difficult to replace, but um, over time, as you say, things are slightly getting better. How much did the um, run to the SWPL Cup final, um, the Sky Sports Cup final, um, you know, do to build confidence again? Although you did also lose that final, of course. Yeah, from the, the game itself, I think we were probably underdogs and we got maybe put down as under underdogs, but at that point in time, we probably were. And yeah, but we had that belief in the change room at the time that we were able to compete. And if we did, that we'd have a chance to go win the game. And, and we certainly did that. Um, yeah, but to get to a cup final um, in our first year uh, as a full-time set-up and, and a new squad, it's a good achievement. And it, it's stuff that we want to be doing as footballers and as a club. Uh, we've done it before and we're trying to get that, that back installed in the club. Um, right now so yeah again it was a good occasion uh, we learnt from that game and, and hopefully we can, can keep that experience going forward Yeah and you've actually got um, more experience brought back into the team very recently in Rachel Boyle who was obviously um, a year after um, giving birth to her daughter uh, she made the perfect return by scoring against the Embers- um, sorry, um, Glasgow women twice um, how important is um, she to um, the squad although she will also be short in match fitness yeah, that's exactly it. I think she's um, she knows herself that she's maybe a little bit behind, but these th- these things take time. Um, no players <coughs> come back um, of of a pregnancy and and walk straight back in. So yeah, no, she's she's worked extremely hard and and she's got to where where she is now. And we've missed her. And I think you could see from the full bench, the the crowd on the Sunday that she played that. She got a standing ovation when she came on and when she scored, it was the same scenario. So, yeah, she's a player that she's probably irreplaceable. Um, in my eyes, she's one of the best um, and we're very lucky to have her. So, yeah, she's she adds a hell of a lot to the squad and just her experience, uh, the ability to play um, in various positions as well. Um, yeah, she's a pleasure to play with. Yeah, she definitely is. Um, and we, we've heard there's a podcast uh, guest um, before as well. Um, how much uh, is her return, you know, get, keeping everyone else in their toes? Because other people will you know, say, oh, there's a pretty good player that can take my position. Um, so I better um, start playing well again. Yeah, I think probably a lot of the squad didn't really know um, of her because she wasn't really around. Obviously, when they first came in and stuff, she was in and out um, of the squad, but didn't train much. So, yeah, I think when the new players that that came in, they were kind of like, oh, like quite surprised. Um, so yeah, it was almost like a, it's a cliche, but a new signing for us. Uh, she's someone that you need in your squad, and and just around the changing room, it's that uh, leader, and she's she's open to opinions, and she's also open to to give them out. So yeah, it, it strives us on um, as a club, and and brings the, the standards up. Uh, and a little, another level and an experience again, like I say earlier on, just brings a lot to the squad that I think we we've maybe lacked. Yeah, and in terms of the game coming up, um, you know, Hearts are also a different animal to one that you've um, you know faced before because they they've adopted the semi-pro hybrid um, hybrid model um, and. They, they look a different team to what they were the last couple of seasons. Um, you saw how close it was earlier in the season to two. They're three points ahead of you just now. What have you made of the transformation of Hearts under Evo with this season? Yeah, I think they've they've done a really good job of it. <coughs> they're, they're obviously sitting fourth for a reason. 
um, the coaching that, that they've brought in as a squad, um, the players that they've brought in, uh, they were always going to improve. So, yeah, it's it's probably a bit difficult to say, but yeah, they're doing it, they're doing pretty well. But yeah, they they've got the backing of the club as well. Um, so yeah, they, they've done a great job. They're probably where they want to be now um, in their first year. Um, but but yeah, I, I'm not surprised at where they are. But yeah, hopefully. Uh, come that game we'll, we'll be one better next time yeah well if you win then you could um, uh, go above them so you get lots of incentive um, well obviously you'll be focused a lot on um, you know what hearts are going to bring to the game they're on home turf this time it's at Ten Castle it should be another um, special occasion but how important is it Hibs impose their game on hearts because in that last game you look the more dominant team but um, you obviously only got the one goal out of it um, how confident are you that um, if you impose your game that you can come away with the three points as well as um, I believe the Capital Cup is on offer again this um, this weekend? Yeah, we believe that we're good enough um, at this level and, and we're, we believe that we're, we can get the win. So, yeah, we need to go on with that belief that we did the first game. And, and like you say, they got, we maybe scored one goal, but we had a lot of possession of the ball who dominated large parts of the game. So, yeah, we need to really get that cut on edge and, and put these chances away because against good sides, you, you don't get many. So you have to make sure that you do capitalise on them when you get them. But no, we'll go with the same belief, the same, um, the same attitudes towards the game. Uh, it's a big game for the club. Both clubs, um, they're in a situation where both teams need to win. So, yeah, as a neutral, it's probably going to be a really exciting game and, yeah, like you said earlier, we need to score the, the goals and the chances and, and minimise the chances for Hearts. But no, the the biggest thing about the game is we can obviously go above them. Uh, and that for us is, is where we want to be. We need to be pushing to be higher up the table. We know that as a club and we know that as players and staff. So yeah, the, the first hurdle is, is getting the three points. And yeah, again, like I said earlier, the Capital Cup's involved in it just puts icing on top. But yeah, first and foremost, the three points is the most important. And obviously last season too, um, I think two of the three games were played in um, stadiums and that's going to be replicated again this season. Um, it's almost becoming the norm um, now for Hibs and Hearts to be played at Ten Castle Easter Road. How much are you um, loving that and um, what boost does it give to the women's game? Not just in Edinburgh, but Scotland as a whole. Yeah, it's huge. I think for both clubs to be able to play at these stadiums, um, for me, it's, it's a dream come true and it's a real honour to play at Easter Road and I'm sure some of the Hearts girls feel the same about Tynecastle. But yeah, as a Hibs, a Hibs player and a Hibs fan going to Tynecastle and getting a win there is even even more special. So yeah, these big occasions, it's what you want to do as a footballer and yeah, I just cherish these moments and, and I love just being involved um, and I think majority of the players that will play on that day um, on either side will be in the same situation. But yeah, women's football has come a long way and yeah, it's good to see that they are getting backed and we're able to play on these big pitches, the big stadiums and, and the big occasions. Yeah, fantastic. You girls um, deserve it and keep driving the women's game forward. Well, thank you very much for um, Siobhan. And that rounds off the um, Hearts versus Hibs preview. Um, I'll now hand you off to Vinny to look ahead to the Lanarkshire Derby between Motherwell and Hamilton. Hello, it's Vinny here. Uh, delighted to be joined by Jen, uh, Jill Ingalls uh, on the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Uh, Jill, welcome to the show. Hi, Vinny. Thanks for having me. 
Brilliant, brilliant to have you. Um, so, Jill, obviously we're in the lead up to uh, the big SWPL one uh, derby weekend. Um, before we get into the actual uh, match itself that's coming up next weekend, maybe give me a wee rundown on how you feel the season's gone so far for Motherwell. Yeah, I feel we've had lots of positives to pick out from this season. Um, I think that um, we've worked really hard on things from last season. Like last season we were a really young team and we've kind of brought in a bit more experience and things this season. Um, and yeah, I feel like there's definitely positives to pick out. We're just looking to be a wee bit more consistent you know, within the 90 minutes of a game, but also across um, the board. We've had some really positive results and yeah, we're just looking to build upon them and take it game by game. Yeah, brilliant. I think that's a really good point you made about the the experience coming in and probably none more high profile in the, in the whole league than uh, Leanne Crichton getting involved, obviously playing in the the coaching role as well. Um, what's it been like having her in the dressing room and around the team? Yeah, you know she's a brilliant leader um, on the pitch and off the pitch. I think she works really well with Paul. Um, they have very similar expectations and they do do some things the same way but they're also very different too so they complement each other really well I think um, having her on the pitch and having her in the changing room and stuff as well like there's loads of good leaders at this club so to add her to that um, you can only help us on and off the pitch Yeah, she's a really busy woman I spoke to her um, earlier on this season for this podcast and just between doing our journalism qualification, all our bits and bobs on the telly and radio, and then obviously coaching and playing, um, it's, uh, I, she's, she's certainly got a lot on her plate, but it's really nice to hear that she's having that impact. And, you know, you know, for the younger players in the team, that must be quite something, having someone who's represented Scotland so often and, you know, been to major tournaments for Scotland, you know, that, that must be huge in itself. Um, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, go on. You know, her experience at club level, but also internationally as well. Like, you're right, it, you know, her stance is in good stead and she has a help on and off the pitch, um, you know, coaching within it, but also coaching from the side and stuff as well. And, yeah, it's, it's helped us massively as a club. Ah, it's brilliant. And, obviously, you're in that leadership role, so you'll obviously have a, a slightly different relationship with the, the coaching team. How do you find that balance of, you know, you know, having that insight that, you know, maybe maybe you have different conversations with the coaches, but also, you know, maintaining that rapport and that relationship with your teammates. How do you find that balance? Yeah, I really enjoy the role that I've got at the club. Um, I feel really lucky and privileged to be given that role. Um, it's something that I definitely do enjoy. I think, you know, I try and lead by example as much as I can on and off the pitch. Um, I try and you know have a good relationship with all the players and, and be available to help again with anything whether that is on the pitch or off the pitch too and I think um, I have a really positive relationship with the staff as well and I think that that's important for the club um, I think yeah it's just really important to have that good relationship and to have a bit of transparency within things too because sometimes you need to have open and honest conversations it's how we move forward as a team yeah, no, spot on. And talking of moving forward, you've obviously, um, you know, bags of experience, you know, between Aki's and Rangers and, and, and now Motherwell. You've kind of gone through this journey, uh, like so many players, sort of, uh, you know, our age, um, who have seen the transition of, of the leagues. So how are you feeling about the current structure of things, you know, obviously with the 12 and then a split coming up? 
Yeah, I think, you know, women's football has obviously changed so much in the time that I've played. I've seen so many developments. Um, I think the way the league is just now, um, you know, in terms of, like, marketing and things, it's definitely having a big push on that. And I think that, you know, it's trying to attract more investment and more fans. And it's also trying to build upon, like, the success of um, championships and things, like, internationally too. I think with the split coming up, that, poses um, like a really interesting last bit to the league as well it's something that's a wee bit different the league have obviously had it before and then changed it but yeah. I think with the way that everything is just now like it's set up for a really interesting last part of the season yeah, I'd, like I, I'm a Partick Thistle fan and I, I do the stadium announcements at Peter's Hill so I've re- really been in the thick of it this year and I think so many games or it's just so difficult to call um, so it's a really exciting league and I think just having this split has just added that wee bit um, more because you've also got the top three um, and uh, you know Hibs and Hearts are fighting it out for, for that fourth spot but it really gives everybody else something to play for so I, th- I think you're spot on in terms of just adding that g- competitive edge at, at this end of the season Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. It does obviously give everybody something to play for, and you know, like the top three will obviously always be challenging for the title. But across the board, I think there's so many interesting smaller battles. There's the race for six. There's um, other races and among things as well. So yeah, it just adds that competitive and hopefully keeps it interesting for the remaining part of the season. Yeah, and you know, talking of competitiveness it doesn't get much bigger than a local derby and um, obviously Motherwell taking on uh, Aki's at the weekend for the big derby weekend but you've got uh, an interesting background having spent was it is, was it 10 years at Aki's you were there is that right yeah definitely 10 years at Aki's yeah my goodness so um, how do you feel about that when it comes up to, I, I know there's you know a lot of you know, links between teams and, you know, everybody knows everybody and there's a lot of friendship, but there's got to be a rivalry there as well. So how do you feel about the, the Lanarkshire derby coming up? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's a game that I always feels quite special for me. I tend to, um, when the fixtures come out, I'll always take and see <laughs> when you play this fixture. Um, but it's a big derby game, but it's also important that you play the game and, and not the occasion and you don't get caught up. Um, doing things that you wouldn't normally do in any other game but it's a game we're really looking forward to um, obviously having had the international break as you have a wee bit more time to prepare um, I think we brought in a few new additions who've almost had an immediate impact like Kayla and Tyree scoring and things and Louisa playing for 90 minutes so yeah it's a game that comes at a good time for us we're really looking forward to it Yeah I think you're right I think that it's been interesting it's been the international break because obviously you know, for for part time players and whatnot, you know, like you know, I, like I said, I'm involved at Thistle, so I see the effort that's gone in for all these weeks, and actually just having that wee break before some really big games, I think, is 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 great, and you know, it allows you know folk like myself who you know are, are rubbish at football but love it, um, it it just sort of builds up uh, the anticipation of of the weekend. So yeah, it, sh- it should be terrific, and you'll be hoping for a big crowd as well because the numbers have been good for the derbies. Yeah, I think that's part of the attraction as well, like trying to market it and trying to pull in um, fans, obviously having the chance to play at Fur Park last season as well, and obviously Aki's are really lucky in that they play at the stadium for all their home games, so yeah, it's just about trying to capture um, people's imagination with it and bring in as much support as we can, because that will help us build the game in this country as well. 
Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. And for me, I mean, well, for anyone, going along to football becomes a habit, and you know you almost become addicted to it in, in some sense. And I think for the women's game. You know, there's a lot. We obviously want crowd numbers to go up, but I think big events like the Derby weekend. So you're right about the marketing. I think if you get someone going along for their first time to a big game like that, they see what the environment's like. You know, they see that it. You know, there's an edge to it, but there's um, it's you know a very child friendly, family friendly environment. It's a you know a great day out, particularly what Aki's did last time, and it was like a festival of football, um, in the lead up to the game, uh, in the lead up to kick off. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's just so important for people. So if there's anyone listening and they've never been to a women's game in Scotland before, what would your message be to them? I would say, come along and try it. Just come along and see what it's like. Have an open mind with things. Um, I think that there's been so many games across the league which have been really exciting. They've had lots of drama in them. Like, you've got t- good teams trying to play football and things. And I think that... Um, you know, it's, if we can just attract more people in and, yeah, just grow the league a wee bit more as well. Like, obviously, there's so much being put into that just now and hopefully we start to see the benefit of it in the next few years. I think, you know, even having, like, the academy kids and stuff at our games is great. Like, they'll speak to you after the game and hopefully it's just being able to inspire, like, the younger children as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, spot on. I, I, I make no secret of it in, in terms of being on the podcast. You know, I go to games and I bring my three kids with me and my youngest is uh, my daughter, Beth. She's only two and she's just football daft already. And, you know, it's it's really, really nice. I grew up with heroes at Partick Thistle and it's just so nice that, like, Beth just absolutely adores going along and my, my two boys, like, you know, People like Demi Faulkner and Cheryl McCulloch, they're always great for a photo and uh, everything and they take the time to speak to fans. So I think it's a, a really exciting time to be involved in the game and, you know, all credit to, you know, people like yourself who've you know, been around for so long and you do take the time and, and make sure that the fans feel welcome and, you know, especially the kids because uh, it sounds a bit cheesy, but they are the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely they are. I think um, that's a major difference in men and women's football is... Yeah. Like the access that you can have to players when you come along, it's obviously completely different in the men's game. But yeah, if we can just continue to inspire, we can capture their imaginations early. And you're right, it's a total habit. Like when maybe going to one game as a one-off, but then it's going then every home game, and then even maybe some away games and things. And yeah, hopefully we can. I think every club is trying their best to do that. You know, Aki's a really, really well-run club as well, and the festival that they put on last time was great and it's just trying to think of new ideas as well like just to you know try, try and attract kind of different people in as well yeah, yeah, spot on. Well, listen, I, th- I think we're heading the right direction for th- for the game in Scotland. You know, there seems to be a good team at the heart of things and things like the split and, you know, having Derby weekend and everything, I think it's all, all, all going the right way. Uh, but listen, Joe, I know you're busy, so thank you so much for your time. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you, it's been good to be on. Thanks very much. Thank you. So it's Vinny here and uh, delighted to be joined by um, Bobby Watson of uh, Hamilton Academical Women's Team. Uh, Bobby, welcome to Scottish Football Forum's podcast. Hi, thanks for having us on. Uh, No, it's our pleasure, our pleasure. Um, So we'll come on to uh, the Derby, the Lancashire Derby in a, a few minutes, but I was wondering, Bobby, if you'd be able to sort of give a, a very brief recap of, of the season. First of all, you know, 
when the season starts, what were your expectations of the season? And now that we're you know fast approaching the the split, um, how has how how do you feel the teams uh, met those expectations? I, I think probably I, I think kind of at the time as it kicked off, uh, obviously you know finishing bottom last year, but no one we were staying up because of the reconstruction sort of gave us a bit of time to sort of probably a bit longer than maybe we thought we would get in terms of just looking at things and what we needed to do moving forward and, and prepare and I think you know when you finish bottom of the pile ultimately you want to make sure that you finish outside of one the, the relegation slot and two the playoff spot uh, as a club we've actually never finished higher than seventh even when the, the league used to be 12 teams about you know seven, eight years ago uh, mm. before reconstruction and then moving back to what it is now. So, you know, it, it, building forward, it was, it was always going to be about making sure we avoid those two spots and then move forward again from there. Uh, at the moment, we've got more points than we did last year, more wins than we did last year. So from that point of view, it's been positive. And although we've, we're not on a... It's been a bit disappointing the last couple of weeks. You know, we lost out to a couple of teams around about us. Uh, we still feel that... There's, a, there's quite a long way to go and you know we still can have a good season and you know meet our expectations and, and perhaps maybe even exceed them especially going into going into the split yeah, no, I, th- I think that's that's a fair summary, and uh, you know, I can I can see the frustration that's that's maybe come about, um, but and and. I suppose you could argue that the form's kind of been patchy from from the outside looking in. You know, there's a couple of games there that, it, and it's single goals you're you're losing by. But looking at that Dundee United game, you must be really pleased with the you know the the spirit shown. You know, it's a relatively late goal on that's uh, that, that's helped you get uh, you know a, a point against Dundee United. So there's clearly a fighting spirit in the team. Yeah, I think the the one thing we we can never accuse our players of is a lack of fight, a lack of you know will to win, a lack of desire to work hard you know maybe the results haven't quite reflected that but I think when we look across across the season as a whole we haven't led enough games and actually that's been more of a hindrance than anything else I think you know games against the top sort of four or five teams are you need to sort of take a little bit in isolation their budgets are dramatically bigger than is you know we're we're going to be on the back foot in those games so we approach those games differently from you know, special games in the last couple of weeks which have been teams around about us teams we've picked up results against over the last few years uh, so from that point of view it's, it, it's disappointing but we know that we're not we're not far away and we know that we need to just find a way to I think we concede very very few late goals uh, but we do have a little bit of a pattern of where we are conceding goals so it's about focusing on that and, and seeing if we can get a goal ahead because you know in this league even when you look around the league, it's not very often that a two-goal lead is overturned. It's very, very rare. So actually getting the first goal is massive in any of the games and, and forcing the other team to open up and perhaps going and getting the second and really putting the game to bed, such as the, the way the division is and teams overturning two-goal de- deficits. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, I want to go back to something you were saying, Bobby, about you know how, how much even the league structure has changed over the last few years, you know, going from seven up to, you know, now we're at twelve teams. Um from from your perspective, you know, what are the real positives that have come out of the, the restructuring over the last few years? So Looking back, originally what we had was we had a 12-team top division and you played each other once and then it split and you played each other another three times, if I remember right. Mm. 
so historically Aki's tended to just miss out on the top six and then finish top of that bottom six so as I say that the seventh is the is the highest we've ever finished the league took the decision to cut it down to eight teams uh, so four got relegated one season and that's when they formed Premier League 1 and Premier League 2 yeah. uh, for the start of the 2016 season so we were actually ourselves in Harps that year actually were relegated on reconstruction even though we'd done enough to stay up uh, you know, talking about how we were safe from relegation, we've also been relegated on a restructure as well, so it's kind of swings and roundabouts type thing, but I think that uh, having won, you know, we won the first Premier League 2, and at that time it was probably the right decision in terms of the gap between the teams, it was it was very hard when we went back up to the top division, we, we survived the year and came down the next year. Uh, but I think having gone back up and playing ten in the ten, I think we were involved in something like sixteen games last season where one goal settled it, yeah. and that kind of told me that you know what that, that there is a bit of depth and challenge, and and probably from the club's point of view they felt well there isn't really that much in it, but you could get relegated quite easily even though the games are quite close and then there was the the three games you know you could have two at home one away against someone which never really sat right with any of the teams you found that quite awkward uh, even looking to the top half where they you know bring to pick say for example Celtic and Glasgow City one's getting an advantage of having those two home games against one against a direct you know uh, rival for the title for example so I think that you've seen with Dundee United coming into the league and they're having a good season as well. They're a few points ahead of us at the moment. Uh, ourselves and Aberdeen have come up and done and done well this season as well. Uh, Aberdeen had a really good season last year, so I think that just the feeling and the, the quality of player is is there now to support a pool of kind of twelve teams in that top division. Uh, so for me, it's been really really positive. I think two games home and away have been. Have been really good, and then to split and either win the title or be relegated against your peers that season, I think it's uh, an apt way to, to finish off the season and, and ensure the games remain competitive all the way to the end. Yeah, I, I, th- I think certainly from a, a fan's perspective, like I've I've always quite liked the split in the in the Scottish Premiership. Uh, so it's nice to see that uh, filtering through to the women's game, and I, th- I think you know we're shaping up for a really exciting uh, part of the season. Uh, I, I even think you look at how close the and we were talking even just kind of at the beginning of the last week. Something like I think from Partick Thistle down to I think at the time Aberdeen were uh, were eleven. I think there was something about like six or seven points between yeah. about six teams. So there's not only is there an exciting race for uh, the title, there's an exciting race to get into that top six, mm-hmm. and then there's going to be an exciting race to see who ends up in this playoff spot. And, and you know what? You know, I think that's what supporters want. Is I, I look back and think of the games that I watched on Alba or uh, on the live streams. You know, people come to me and say, "Oh, that game was rubbish." You know. Rangers are beating someone eight nothing, but actually I think there was a game. I think it was Partick Thistle and Spartans played a, a two each draw in horrendous conditions. But people were talking to me more about that game because they were like, "That game was brilliant. The two teams were really well balanced." And you know, yeah. and after we played Aberdeen on the TV a couple of weeks ago, two nothing. It was like you know, as much as you lost, it was a good game for neutral and yeah. kind of swung back and forward. So I think that ultimately that's what the fans want to see is competitive football. Yeah, yeah, spot on, spot on. So. Talking about that, com- coming up to that split, um, you've also got the, the, the big derby um, next weekend, and then looking at the next run of games, obviously you've got uh, both sides of the old firm and you've got Hibs there as well, so like you said, you kind of need to take those games in isolation, um, 
So how how would you go about preparing uh, the team for the split when you've got such a tough run of games leading into it? Yeah, I think that it's interesting. Last year we tended to have one of the top teams one week, and you know you'd set up a certain way, and then you would have a team around about you the next week. And I actually think the players found that more difficult because, and even as a coach, it's difficult because you haven't radically changed your training what style you're going to play or what system or how you approach the game changes every single week whereas going into that sort of little bunch of games where you know the the likelihood is we're not going to have certainly against uh, Celtic and Rangers it's going to be very very difficult that both of them are absolutely flying Hibs are a little bit probably are a bit of an enigma they're a little bit inconsistent Mm. but you know can pull out a result against one of these teams but also have taken a bit of a going over against some of those teams as well so just in terms of us we, that actually I feel makes it a little bit easier for us to prepare because they're going to be three pretty similar games in a row mm. uh, so in terms of our you know, defensive structure and what our attacking plan will be uh, you know, for us it's, you know, it's, a, it's a Wednesday, Sunday, Sunday so it's a sort of 10 days of quite consistent of we know what to mm. expect no, okay, that's 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 really encouraging to hear. I think for a lay person like myself, it, it's difficult to get into that mindset. But that's that's really interesting, uh, Bobby. I think it's just it makes you know if you if you're trying to last year we maybe had Rangers and you're trying to enforce defensive principles for the free training uh, free training days that you got through the week, and then spend a lot of the game without the ball and chasing the ball, and then the next week you go into a game of a team around about you, and all of a sudden you need to flip your mindset. Yeah. Like, we need to score we need to attack that can be I think that can be a little bit unconcerned disconcert for some players mm-hmm. uh, and I think in a, in a way having those teams bunched together is you know it's going to be difficult you know don't get me wrong it's going to be difficult for that 10 days or 2 weeks you might have them together but on the flip side you get winnable games or games that you know that they're, they're going to be more open there's going to be way more transitions that you can you know impose more of a potential more of an attacking threat or impose your own game and how you want to attack against the teams around about you so mm-hmm. you know it is, it is interesting and that's one of the kind of the good things the good things for me about the league is we, we face these enormous challenges like like the top three top four teams but then also we've got four or five teams around about us as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, that's really interesting. Thanks, Bobby. Um, so, finally, my final point is the, the Lancashire Derby. Big game against Motherwell. Um, I, 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 first of all, you, you must be hoping for a, de- a decent turnout. The last, the, the last, so the last two at New Douglas Park earlier in the season, I think we had it's about seven, eight hundred. I think we're in. Wow, yeah. uh, we held a big girls' festival through the day, so we had loads of local clubs coming and playing on the stadium pitch for the day, uh, and then most of them, a lot of them stuck around for the game. And we had obviously the extra supporters come in, uh, and the game before that, obviously at Fur Park, uh, I think was again very well attended. I think it was around about a thousand. Uh, we played that game on a on a Saturday. Uh, when Mullerwell could get the venue so again you know it was a they're really big occasions and it means a lot to the players and it means a lot to the clubs you can you know having won and lost those games you know it means everything when you win a game against your your kind of traditional rival and it's you know it's hard when you lose against your traditional rival as well and a lot of players have played for both teams as well which gives it a sort of added twist as well Uh, you know two ex Athens captains are playing in the Motherwell team uh, for example, so yeah, I mean it's going to be really exciting. I'm really looking forward to it in a couple of weeks, and 
Uh, I mean, this is why this is why you get into football. You, you want you want to have these big games. There's there's no point in being involved if you can't look forward to you know the games that matter most to the club traditionally and supporters. And these games always have a little bit extra something about them. Yeah, I, I think um, when I first started getting involved in speaking to people within the women's game, one thing that stuck out for me was there seemed to be a lot of like. Uh, cross club friendships like people who played with each other and everybody seemed to know each other and I always thought that was a really nice thing and I, I, I did sort of wonder how you know when you're being competitive and you're up against rivals you know how, how does that work and then um, yeah I've certainly seen that come to fruition uh, particularly this season like Thistle and Hibs there's a definite big rivalry there there was a really um, yeah, a really interesting game through at Meadowbank a couple of months ago, uh, and uh, like on pitch fights and everything like that. And uh, I, you know, you'll hear commentators saying these are the scenes we don't like to see, but actually we really do. Um, <laughs> you know, from a fan point of view, so it's good to hear that there's a bit of uh, yeah, a, a bit of beef between teams sometimes. Yeah, I think there's you know, I think there's an interesting there's an, you know, you talk about trying to make the game. Bigger and, and the games made great strides in move, moving forward. And the Sky Deal and things like that. And, you know, I've been involved with women's football since two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. So uh, the leagues looked completely different then, and it was the old sort of regional division two. So mm-hmm. I've been, in that sense, I've been fortunate that I've managed to coach every division on you know a restructure or not, sort of every tier on the way up. And it's just changed so much. You, you would never have thought we would be on Sky Sports at one point. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a really interesting sort of debate to be had is obviously our games you know it tends to be sort of mixed crowd and there isn't really any trouble and mm-hmm. games are competitive but after that there's not really that really sort of threat amongst supporters or anything like that beyond mm-hmm. that it's not yeah. quite sort of in that term sanitised which there's nothing wrong with but a big part of football and I think while you know me as a supporter of football you almost enjoy that tribalism that one-upmanship on the other team as well yeah. So I think there's actually a, a conversation to be had. Well, actually, what's the best way to market it? You know, does it want? Do we want to market ourselves as the family game? Do we want to market ourselves more in line with a little bit like traditional men's football in that sense? Or well, it's us against them, and does that attract more crowds? Who you know, it's early days, but I think we're going to. It's be interesting to see how that develops over the next couple of years and. You know, like like you say there, there's a kind of you know, Patrick Thistle have found they've ended up in a sort of rivalry through with Hibs through whatever means, and uh, that that is the interesting thing about women's football is because a lot the player pool's way smaller than in men's football, so players do tend to turn up at traditional rivals. Uh, so there's always a little bit of edge, and like just to give an example, or like I say, Mother will have two ex Aki's captains, but. Uh, Motherwell's captain Jill is uh, really close friends with our, our captain Quinny from when they both played at Aki's. But you know, Quinny Quinny won't speak to her for the from the Monday leading up to the game. Quinny won't text her. She won't talk to her. It'll be radio silence until after that game, and they'll they'll not lumps at each other for that ninety minutes if they have to. So uh, there's no holds barred. I can assure kind of every supporter listening in, certainly for this game. Uh, yeah, there will there will definitely be that sort of edge to it regardless if they're friends or not brilliant brilliant and I, I think you've, you've hit upon something there Bobby that is for a, a further discussion on, on another podcast I think about just how, how the marketing of the game goes goes forward but listen thank you so much for your time uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Scottish Football Forums podcast Bobby it's been really interesting chatting to you 
Um, and uh, yeah, all all the all the best for uh, the running leading up to the the split. Yeah, great. Well, thanks very much for having us on, and uh, yeah, uh, I'll be making sure listen, keeping listening in and good stuff. Uh, well done on all the work that you guys are doing promoting the game as well. Oh, th- thanks very much, Bobby. And uh, that's it for our SWPL Derby weekend preview. Thank you to all our guests, and good luck to all teams involved this weekend.